Welcome to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Matt. That's Ryan. Hey, Ryan, please act your age. Hey, Matt, we got the wind in our sail, like Darwin on the Beagle or Mendel experimenting with a pea. We got the wind in our sail, and we can do so many great things together. <laughs> like, uh, like mix our metaphors. Hey, <laughs> like hey. just drop in references to random shit that you know comes across. I'm like going to say that this is going to be a contentious episode of the of the TFT podcast. And yet, I don't think we'll be contending with one another. That's the, that's the thing. I think we'll be contending with one Rivers Cuomo, uh, the front man of the band Weezer. Now, if you uh, if you listen to Undone, the sweater song, like I did when you were a teenager. I mean, Weezer was never really my band. Um, I was. We've talked about the things I was focused on in the 90s, but you couldn't be listening to any kind of alternative radio and not hear uh, the sweater song in heavy rotation. Um, when I was listening to that, uh, right, these sort of young guys um, with this uh, unexpected indie rock hit, the last thing I would have expected uh, is that they would release an album in 20 years' time that would climb up to, like, what was it, number four on the Billboard 200 uh, since it was released about a month and a half ago. That's uh, that's astonishing to me. So Weezer, and, and after well, a... And, and, and let's clarify, this is their 10th album. Right, right. Um, and so this is their 10th album in in 22 years. Yeah. Um, now, it dropped it dropped like a stone. It didn't have the staying power that characterizes a lot of kind of poppier uh, albums that, that stick up there, your, your Taylor Swifts or your, your Drakes or your, you know, whatever. Um, but, but like it, this album charted, it's their 10th album. And I think it's important to note that like the last decade has not been, uh, yeah, has not been their best work, right? They, they they haven't, they haven't necessarily, I mean, I'm, I'm just given to understand this by delving into the reviews, doing the research. Uh, I, I haven't been listening. I I mean, if we want to, if we want to pick this scab weekend because i think as just by way of background well, just i mean if um, you want to if you I, want to destroy I, my weezer pull you know pull the thread listen to every album released between 2005 and 2014 okay. uh, or 2010 no, as i said that's how you destroy your weezer is yeah. listening to those albums uh, but i think that and we can get into this a little bit later um but i was and am uh, a, a huge Weezer fan, uh, and and at both phases. So um, actually, in '94, I was of the kind of prime uh, prime alternative rock age, uh, and I, I had the Blue Album on cassette, and I loved it very much. Um, and then I missed Pinkerton the first time, um, uh, in part because I was so MTV dependent um, that I uh, it, it, it didn't get as much traction. I was into other things in 1996. Um, but then uh, Pinkerton uh, hit again. It kind of, over the, um, the intervening four years, like the, during the time in which I was in high school, it incubated uh, and became a cult favorite. Uh, and then as kind of the second wave of emo was happening um, in in 19- 1999-2000, and as I was starting college, I got very into Pinkerton. So I had two distinct Weezer phases uh, with Weezer's first two albums. Um, and so that and that entire year of my freshman year of college um, uh, built up to the excitement that at that time Weezer was playing concerts again. Uh, it was rumored that they were recording. And it was at the very end of my freshman year of college that uh, Weezer's second, uh, second self-titled album, now their second of four self-titled albums, uh, released uh, around, I believe, May of, of uh, 2001, um, it would have been. Um, and and I, I rushed to Cutler's uh, Records in New Haven, Connecticut, bought this, and really really tried to tell myself that it wasn't disappointing. Um, and then, and then that happened again one year later with their fourth album, Maladroit. Uh, and, 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 and each time it became less convincing. <laughs> um, and so this is kind of, and, and, uh, I, I engaged in different ways with the various, uh, albums, um, that were released between the green album, um, and, and this current one, the, uh, the white album, uh, the, their fourth self, uh, 
title album that was released this year. Uh, and 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 it, it's been rough. It's been rough to be someone who loved Weezer, and, uh, the Blue Album, and Pinkerton as I did. Yeah. Uh, and so that is, I think, an important bit of co- uh, context for Weezer and for um, for Meezer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a sort of similar trajectory to being a Tori Amos fan because they're not they they weren't all high points in the 2000s, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and like, if you you know, if you stuck in through through Choir Girl Hotel, uh, there was some rough going. There were some concept albums. Uh, you know, I you know so so um, so anyway. I mean, give the give it a, a spin for yourself. It's uh, it's LP length, right? I mean, and that's what maybe that's a kind thing to be said about. No, no, no. I I actually I don't want to shit all over this record. I only want to shit in on this record in certain respects, like in certain <laughs> <laughs> in certain very specific respects. But it's uh you know I mean it's a pop extravaganza worthy of like Taylor Swift or Five Seconds of Summer, you oh, know. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. And you said this was not going to be contentious between the two of us. Um, yeah, with- this is the this is the far, first almost good Weezer album in almost twenty year in twenty years. So don't take this away from me. <laughs> like I mean, like I know in a ways that it is more like those things than it is like early Weezer. But like the thing is, is that the the main thing that this album has going for it is that I did not turn it off in disgust. Um, <laughs> Um, cause let me just say that, that there is an album, uh, uh, if you, you don't believe this, that this is possible, I'll point you to a little album, um, uh, 2009's Weezer album, Ratitude, uh, which is oh. called Ratitude, and the cover is a picture of a jumping dog, and it has a song called Can't Stop Partying that features Lil Wayne. So, like, the thing is, like, 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 yeah, you can shit on this album, but like th- it, that this is, is like compared like I've I've been through Ratitude. All right. I'm <laughs> I I've been through the album before uh, Ratitude, the third of four self-titled albums, the Red Album, in which Rivers Cuomo is, on the cover uh, has a mustache and is wearing a cowboy hat and has a song called Pork and Beans that features them doing parodies of popular viral videos of the time. <laughs> all right. I was there for Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Let's let's get. No, you're working up ahead of steam. I feel like I don't want to jump in front of this freight train. I might get leveled. No, but let's. I think. I think it is this one thing of of what, if you come to this with very little context. I mean, it is. I I don't want to overlook the. Um, the unpleasant or annoying or irksome uh, characteristics of this. But I also want to feature that this is to me and uh, um, more like uh, as mu- more like the, the Weezer albums that I liked so much and meant so much to me um, than, uh, uh, than any of the other um, seven albums in between them. Um, and I think that that is interesting. And I think that both in its, the ways in which is good and compelling is instructive, and in the ways in which it's annoying is, I think, instructive and sheds an instructive life on the um, uh, on the first two albums, uh, which which I think may have elements of those features in them too. So, okay, so so, so we can leave it there. Yeah, well, well, I, there are a couple threads here that I want to pick up, but let's uh, let's leave it there for the minute, so that uh, all the listeners can go listen to the fourth self-titled album, uh, the White Album. Uh, from uh, from earlier this year, it's on all the streaming services. You can play it through three times uh, in the space of a couple hours, um, and you know you'll be bopping your head and snapping your feet. Okay, I'll stop it. I'll stop it. And uh, and so go go listen. Uh, and if you want, Ryan actually gave me homework, which was very which was very helpful. Go back and listen to the first self titled album, their debut, the Blue Album. Um, or I guess known as the Blue Album, and uh, to Pinkerton, which is a lot more experimental, a lot more kind of noise rocky, uh, in in certain stretches of it, and that that will give you good context. That's the suggested reading for this uh, for this seminar. Um, but the the required text is the White Album, uh, and once you've listened to it, rejoin us here after this word from our sponsor. 
Are you a pompous jerk with a heightened sense of your own self-importance? I mean, have you met me? Are you looking for I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't say that right. I mean, have you met me? Are you looking for advanced studies in pomposity? <laughs> yes, I, I've uh, done all the basic studies, obviously. Why not attend Harvard University in Cambridge, <laughs> Massachusetts? For we offer bachelor's, master's, and even PhDs in self-involved pomposity. <laughs> Wait, I'm a pretty big douchebag. Will the douchebags be as douchey as me? Oh, we have so many douchebags that we count as our alumni. Just don't take it from me. Take it from our uh, 2006 alum- alumnus, Rivers Cuomo. Oh, wow. I can go to school where Rivers Cuomo did? Sign me up. You'll learn about Darwin and also about a lot of other stuff that you can name drop pretty pretty much at will anytime you want. Thanks, Harvard University. I'll be the boor at every cocktail party I attend from now until I die. And we're back. So I have a, I have a question. I guess, I guess so. I was going to leave you an opening there. I feel like you have pride of place here because I feel like I'm, uh, I'm on your turf. I'm in your, your house, you know, and so I want, I want to make sure you which, get... Which means, which means that I can answer most questions that you'll throw at me. Right, uh, exactly. And I, and, and I want to like, you know... Uh, or, I, or the questions I can't answer will trigger a kind of identity crisis so severe <laughs> that we'll never be able to pick up the pieces. I'm also going to, to poop in your toilet, uh, in the, like, the tank of your toilet so that it smells really bad but doesn't go away when when you flush yeah yeah a weezer a weezer decker a weezer yeah <laughs> i'm gonna leave an upper weezer an upper weezer uh-huh. uh, uh what's it what's so, your question what's your question like my my question was going to be whether whether uh weezer is a novelty band but you, you know my, mine's, mine's similar so so this weezer with their guitar solos yeah. and they're they're thanking god for girls and they're and they're kind of various elements of juvenilia are they a butt rock band? <laughs> um, I, I mean, the answer is, I think, a qualified yes. Uh, well, I, I'd say actually maybe a qualified no. It, they share a lot with with the with the butt rock bands, like a um, a sort of glee for the absurd. Uh, uh, you know, a sort of. Um, uh, like you say, kind of a, a juvenile temperament, uh, but but in a in a very gleeful way, in a very celebratory way, like and and I think probably like a very self aware way uh, as uh, as well. Um, I think it's that level of irony that to me prevents them from being a full on butt rock band because you know I feel like you must commit to the butt. You know, I feel like there there can't be any ironic distance between you and the butt. Like the you you must become the butt uh, in order to be a butt rock band, uh, and and that this there there is I think a level of uh, literal pretense, right? Where where it's sort of like I, you know I I sort of wonder I feel like this about the uh, like we talked about with the the Death Cab record, right? Like. Sort of is this guy is this guy for real writing about this shit? Like, has he not managed, you know, to sort of get over this like painfully socially awkward, nerdy, limp dick? Couldn't wouldn't know what to do with a girl if he could stop his nasal braying long enough to get one. Uh, so I, I'd like to like to know what like where in the album you kind of identify these the most because um, like well like I, take thank God for girls because just because you you brought it up like do you really think that guy's being serious like I know no <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right and and so he's doing a he's doing a character right and and it's it's sort of a parody uh, but but like the the target. It's the target of the parody is not worthy of parody, right? Like, did anyone know that that like did anyone know that that mansplainers were not, uh, you know, highly homoerotic and and full of shit, right? Like, did anyone know that that pompous assholes weren't big big jerks? Did not know, uh, you know. Did anyone not not know that? Like, why why is this a worthy thing to sort of 
to, you know, to sort of set our sights on in such a, in such a frivolous way. Right. Like, uh, uh, that that's that's sort of my 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 feeling about it and that that like this particular um you know i don't know that that this this is the sort of this is the sort of level of pretense right like that that there's a thing that that is very self aware that he's doing um that uh he's pretending to be something and and the place where it falls short for me is that that the pretense is not worth the effort uh i think like this was the you know and this is is probably like the most uh hooky and i guess it's the single right i i'm sort of not aware of of, yeah i think that's i think that's correct i i'm not sort of aware of of singles in this particular time but like you know um uh and 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 by the way if if you look at rap genius one of the geniuses annotating thank god for girls is a certain mr rivers cuomo uh who offers verified annotations and you know in the chorus of thank god for girls it's thank god for girls holla yesu christe from tennessee to la uh thank god for girls right so um the annotation on Hala Yezu Christe, uh, Mr. Rivers Cuomo has written Ebonics plus Latin for the win. That's his, his annotation on this line. And so I wonder if he's trolling me. Like, uh, right, because cause a, a, a thinking person, a graduate of Harvard, no less, uh, can't be that tone deaf, right? Right? Yeah, I mean, and this is this like, and this kind of like head scratcheriness um, is is there in a lot of, I mean, especially kind of the like questionable taste and judgment of a lot of like late period Weezer, Um, and it's and it's there in um, in in the early stuff when you look for it too, but like you know we were t- we were teens and he was in his 20s and so everyone kind of overlooks it but like as as this is being done by a a 40 40 something uh ivy league graduate you start to i mean it's an interesting kind of question like um, well yeah what exactly are the hang-ups right like because yeah. because he's hung up on something you know you don't you don't do this thing without being you don't write songs like this without being hung up on something, but like identifying the precise level of abstraction at which the hang up is taking, taking place, right? Like, is he really, uh, this weird and threatened by women like, uh, you know, um, like a scared pre-adolescent or something like that. Like, is that what's, what's with the, like the girls have a big fat cannoli to shove in your mouth. What's with all that stuff. Right. Uh, is he, is he like a weird, um, is it like weird idealization, like, uh, cinnamon and cloves stuff? Is it a weird hang up about, uh, about criticizing people who he doesn't like, who hold opinions like this, who, who criticizing sexist people, right? Uh, in a disdainful and erudite way, right? Is that the hangup? Like, I don't know where the, I don't know exactly where the hangup is. And I kind of, I, I, or, or, or is it pandering, right? Like, um, is this, uh, I mean, here's a thing, right? (laughs) Is he, is he rock Trump, right? Um, is, is he kind of, um, identifying that there is a constituency out there for this kind of thing? And he may believe some of it and there are the, the hangups are there and he has, uh, some record of the hangups and, and, uh, of kind of addressing these things and being a voice for this kind of thing, but then is tapping into a, a certain, uh, elements that are, that are, a little bit separate from his own milieu uh, and kind of uh, uh, blowing out and, and heightening them to kind of resonate with a kind of um, teen teen boy. I mean, it's an interesting kind of thing. I mean, I, I'm wondering if, if the kind of 
I mean, the, I, I think that in terms of the, the who this is speaking to, I just still don't think this is kind of actually speaking to unironic bros. Um, I mean, he uses the word bros here. Um, and I think that the usage of bros is interesting because relatively – I mean, like, I mean, again, the like levels of kind of self-awareness uh, at the usage of bro uh, and, 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 you know, and, and the, you know, bro being used by bros, but then by it being used to kind of describe people who just to think of themselves as not bros, but then, then being reused by bros again in an ironic way, right? That there's these levels of, of brodom. And, and I think that in there, I think that where kind of this song is positioned and whether that this is partially what rivers is or partially what it's it's kind of what his kind of the demographic he's pandering to is the is the beta bro right and so the the beta bro is is someone who does not have the the kind of um conventional uh attributes of kind of social status of of um of of kind of well of alphaness right of of uh of of being a a cool guy um masculine bro um but that still has um a lot of these markers of male privilege uh and insecurity right and and uh and and even while being erudite and well informed and ironic um says uh says a lot of kind of um absolutely misogynistic uh and and terrible things um right and and so I, I think that that this kind of well yeah it's in that it's in that like sort of men's right oh god I don't even want to bring it up you know I fucking forget I said it but like no, 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 but I think it's yeah I think it, I it's think adjacent it's adjacent to that sort of set of complex because there's there's a whole lot of entitlement and a whole lot of rage uh, because you know what one's own convictions about one's entitlement are are kind of not coming through uh, because of sort of lack of confidence or sort of inability to engage or you know for for whatever reason i don't i don't need to diagnose all the beta bros uh out there i guess we could start another like we could start a self-help podcast for that um but the uh uh it's you know yeah that there that there is this this sort of thing i don't i don't know i mean are you are you actually are you exploring the idea or do you do you have a suspicion that it actually is that cynical that sort of trumpishly cynical I mean, I think that certainly I have – there is definitely, I think, evidence, especially when you look at the um, the, the 2005 or even 2001 to, um, to, to 2010 output. Um, it feels much more cynically pandering um, and, and that there are just um, – and, and you know this is kind of there in the kind of the critical discourse and and in the songs where where it's because because a lot of these songs are written with a kind of teenage level um with a so i think what's interesting about um the, uh the current uh the white album um juxtaposed to with uh the last seven albums or so is that so the other albums a lot of them are teenagey um but vague right and uh, these are these are teenagey and specific but the the specifics are uh, are of a certain sort of specific right that i think that i mean for better or worse like the like so there there are ways in which this album is pretentious and i i think that especially the kind of complex of things around kind of the um the masculinity uh, posturing and uh thank god for girls and how it relates to some of the other performative elements of butt rock um the kind of guitar solos um and the kind of macho rock posturing those are where the pretension lies but then the like where the where it is like weirdly less pretentious and more for real is all of the name dropping of the of the like you know couple years of like college course stuff or kind of reading going on wikipedia whole stuff that like there is like you know i think that you know all the name drops of darwin and the um and the name drops of of burt bacharach uh and of um 
I mean, all of the other, um, you know, pieces of, of science and literature, um, and, and, and history that get name dropped in. Um, I think like are things like he really is that kind of, um, uh, uh, pompous and, and kind of not even pompous, but he, he, he like, I think likes these things, right? He engages, um, with these things. And, and there is something, um, that, uh, that, that, uh, you know that they are uh, like I think that there's something that that works uh, in in that engagement compared to the absolute lack of any specificity at all in um in in the other uh, in the other albums. Was it va- sort of vague anthemic kind of mass audience courting yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, you're right, and that's like. Uh, I guess the thing that that is the virtue that that expresses is that it it is you got to be who you are right and if who you are is a sort of name dropping cocktail party boor right then then you got to be that right and and exactly to yes, the extent to the extent that you are that you are doing your job as an artist which is to sort of self actualize in public right and uh, uh, to self actualize in public and kind of create these artifacts that kind of give give a way in like okay but like let's talk about let's talk about uh thank i mean we are talking about thank god for girls but like if if a 14 year old wrote thank god for girls i would right i'm i'm imagining myself like as a as a sort of benevolent uh, benevolent teacher, a benevolent high school teacher or college teacher of a 14 year old or a 24 year old writing, thank God for girls, right? Like the 14 year old, you would praise for the kind of the manifest potential, <laughs> you know, that, that it displays and the kind of the, the peripatetic curiosity and, um, you know, uh, the, the fat monster hook in the chorus, um, and and would all would lot of pretentious name dropping in like why do we need these in uh in specific la girls was was another one also by the way like getting a lot of uh california name dropping right like um what uh who was it? No more parties in LA. That's the weekend, right? And uh, Lana that's Del- uh, that's no. Well, no more parties in LA is uh, Kanye. Oh, Kanye. Sorry. Um, right. And then last week the, we the talked weekend, about Drake. Weekend, the weekend is in the hills. Yes. Uh, and and Lana Del Rey is is, is, in, is very Hollywood focused. And Drake talked about LA. Like this is a thing that's happening. You know, this is a thing that's happening uh a lot right like the the kind of the the symbol of la is something that is in the popular popular discourse and i don't have a totally uh fleshed out picture of of what it is but it is very much of the minute right like um taylor swift welcomed us to new york and now now kind of maybe more forward thinking slightly more cutting edge voices are are looking at la um i'm not sure weezer is a cutting edge voice but they too are looking at la with with uh california kids and la girls um well well, and i i think and it's and it's there i mean i think that that is i think actually um an important kind of interpretive gateway into the album because you know that the the album has them on the beach by a lifeguard stand yeah right um and they're uh on the beach not not at all in beach appropriate garb um you know uh and uh yeah they're in full-on indie rock gear 
Yeah, yeah. In in the shade of the lifeguard stand, like sort of like, oh, this is what a beach is like. We should get to the shade because we are not beach appropriate. Right. <laughs> um, but then, I mean, I think it's also it, so it's it's like a black and white photo. It's super blown out. So there's not uh, a lot of dark black. Right. Like it's really shades of, of white and very light gray. Um the band are standing in the shade of uh, I mean, the photo is taken. If you assume it's California, the photo is taken facing west uh, with the lifeguard tower has a power line coming off of it. Uh, on the left is like an old beachcomber in mm-hmm. cargo shorts with a uh, with a metal detector. Right. And on the on the right are two women sunbathing, laying on a towel and one is sitting up. Looks like she might be putting on sunscreen or something like that. Right. And that like this is the this is the typology of men and women. You know, this is the this is the kind of the gender dichotomy universe uh, into which the White Album thrusts yeah. us. The, 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 the beachcombers and the sunbathers. Right. right? Yeah. It's uh, it, yeah. It's uh, someone looking. The men are sort of searching for gold and this quixotic uh, uh, quest. Right. And the women are sort of idle and are mostly for uh, are are mostly for looking at right because their experience is not that their experience is not super interesting they're just sort of laying uh, laying in the sun um, and like this sort of L.A. girls please act your age you treat me like I have the plague it's the gyre and gimbal in the wabe uh, the quote from the Jabberwocky. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about literary reference for a second. Yeah, right, 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 right. Like, so, okay. <laughs> uh, literary reference does two, I mean, it does all kinds of things, but there are two that, that strike me as immediately pertinent. One is, well, three, I guess. One is it connects you to a tradition, right? It, um, it connects you to uh, to a, a long string of poets, and you can kind of choose your tradition by choosing who to quote or who to reference. The second thing that it does is it it sort of imports um, it imports the concerns of a particular work into your uh, into your work. And the third thing that it can do is set you up as a revisionist to sort of do a. Uh, a better or a different or a you know contrasting uh, or a furthering of the you know of the project the artistic project of the work that you're um, right that you're you're referencing so it has to do with your relationship to a tradition of uh, fellow artists um, it has to do with uh, uh, a particular subject area and it has to do with the anxiety of influence and how you relate to a literary tradition um, None of these things is happening in the literary references on this record because they're just dropped in. They're not developed. You know, it's not like, why why are we like Darwin on the Beagle? How are we different from Darwin on the Beagle, right? Like, we have the wind in our sails like Darwin on the Beagle because we're going to revolutionize the the biological sciences and, like, uh, you and I are in a similar revolutionary position, right? Like, are we like Darwin on the Beagle because our work is going to become controversial and we're going to become controversial, uh, even though we we are, you know, the the, exception accepted science and ought to be accepted on a particular thing like why actually i I think this is why they're like darwin and the beagle and amandel they're making kids like this is the thing like this is actually here's the deep secret this is dad rock yeah like um like like you know what Darwin and Mendel have in common? <laughs> Genetics. Right. Like, um, like this is this is in a most a very technical sense baby making music, <laughs> um, <laughs> and and so and like you're right. So he is like I think that that and I think we can then like look at some of these other um, songs and 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 then reapproach Thank God for Girls and see if it makes any sense. But like I think that the other you know the 
important autobiographical thing that I think I alluded to up top. Um, I guess there are two, and I, this has happened actually for about a decade now, and there have been several albums since then. But again, in 2006, um, Rivers finally graduated from Harvard um, and also got married. Um, and in the intervening time, I think they've had two kids, if um, if the internet uh, serves me correctly. Um, and so, like, you know, that this is, and this is, you know, I think as we kind of talk about kind of some of this kind of obnoxiousness, um, and, and, and elements of pretentiousness and, and relate it to Death Cab, I think it's a bit different uh, because, um, and, and I could be wrong, I could be misreading uh, this, or there may be, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to in, impute these things, but I think where, as Death Cab, it was in this kind of post-breakup space, and there it was kind of stuck in this kind of adolescent emo mode. Um, that, that This is weirdly, right, this is different, right? This is emo dad. <laughs> um, and, and, right, and, and so that I think a lot of these things um, that, that he has kind of moved on, you know, he has gotten married, he he has got he has kind of had his both taken his knocks and had his successes. Um, uh, but he he has his degree. He is he is married. Um, uh, and uh, and 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 I think that that is an important context. So if I see there being um, the kind of a reference of those specific. Um, uh, 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 references. Um, I mean, I, that draws me um, directly to kind of reproduction and kind of evolution, right? To, to kind of um, and and uh, both kind of the what parents pass to their children, um, but even kind of I don't know um, evolution uh, of of the self. Um, because I think the other important reference, the purpose of right. So I think that there is an anxiety of influence here, uh, and there is a connecting to a tradition but it's his own right um and that that this kind of of um name droppy reference whether it's to bands whether it's to literature whether it's to science were touchstones of both of the first two albums and again it was it was as a um you know a a 20 something early 20 something um not even yet at 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 college at harvard or at the time of pinkerton was a harvard student um it it you know it felt right. It felt like that is what that kind of person does. And again, that's been scrubbed in a, and, and I could be wrong, you know, because again, uh, most of the other albums, uh, Ratitude, uh, plus or minus two albums, uh, I can't even make it through, but that it's much more vague. It's much more kind of, um, aiming for the middle. And so that, uh, that th- these, you know, in kind of doing these, I mean, I guess the question is, again, whether these are scattershot and dropped in. Um, but at least in this case, I do see it uh, as kind of connecting to some of these other um, larger concerns and also with an attempt to connect to um, to to young rivers. Right. Um, that, that there's I don't know. There's a little bit of of revving up the DeLorean uh, or something else and not even in a nostalgia or not even in um in in kind of uh, of of cosplaying um you know cosplaying as his younger self um and, you know uh today rivers cuomo will be cosplaying as young rivers cuomo <laughs> um but that that there is a bit of of trying to understand and kind of reckon um, with that kind of with with the 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 influence of twenty year old him, and maybe that's what you know. Maybe that's what in the most generous reading, um, and and the most kind of uh, favorable reading, um, what um, thank God for girls is right where it, it is him. Like so so yes, it may seem like that kind of beta broish. Um, a uh, 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 character does not is not really demanding uh, mockery, but to him it does because that was him twenty years ago, and that's the him that is famous, and that's the him that people want, right? That that weirdly, like he went in different directions uh, uh, over uh, seven albums, and nobody liked any of those. So um, there's a little bit of um, um, if there's a kind of ironic giving people what they want, um, it's it's uh, I think you see that there, and I. See see that in kind of contending with um the the references um and 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 weirdly that plus some of the sonics are what make it work because 
because it, it is him actually contending with what he did in his 20s uh, as opposed to pretending it uh, that he did it and just trying to be famous, right? And, and so I think that that's where the kind of what what is interesting and 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 compelling about this album exists uh because because there are something to hang your hat on um even if it's kind of um at times head scratching and confounding i see what you're saying to me though there is there is like an excellence in reference right there's an excellence in metaphor and it's kind of missing here and and yeah. it it's in you know, it's and and yes, okay, right. Like as a young man, he liked kind of scattershot references that were kind of a marker of of erudition and this kind of patina of profundity, right? And and I I just think that even if you're going to return to the spirit of that, like I'm all for uh, non poppy, like non generalized pop lyrics, you know, um, I'm all for a, uh, a kind of, a, a bro- broadening the, the language of the lyrics. And, and I think that's great, but there's a sense in which like really good, really good verse works out the implications of a metaphor, uh, or of, uh, of a reference, right? Um, the, the, uh, Robert Frost is a master of this for what it's worth, where he will sort of take uh, an image or a, uh, he'll play the kind of improv comedy, like if this is true, what else must be true game through, through a poem and like the development of that idea, the development of the ideas uh, and the kind of the arrival at uh, the arrival at some kind of greater synthesis through really taking seriously the metaphor, not just kind of tossing it off, is what gives a lot of a lot of interest here. And you know, not to not to just shit on wind in our sail, um, but like uh, albatross around their necks is rhyme of the ancient mariner. Uh, acidification wiped out the tiger shark is an image from contemporary science about like animal extinction. Uh, it's linked through, um, I guess being nautical, right? Uh, let's try to save their souls and trust the man with the Torah. Okay. So Moses has, The we, is it a romantic relationship or is it the band who like are getting their groove back? Like Darwin on the Beagle. Okay, it's nautical, it's connected to science, uh, and literally there was wind in the sails of the Beagle, right, when Darwin right. sailed it. Or Mendel experimenting with a P. Well, fuck, I don't know what's going on anymore, <laughs> right? Like, I guess it's, I guess it's science. I guess it's sciency, but albatross is not sciency. The, you, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not of a piece. It doesn't. And, and, of, and then you get to Sisyphus. Yeah, right? exactly. Oh, Sisyphus. It ro- Actually, that's like, <laughs> I was kind of bopping along with that when I was listening to it. I, that's the thing. I mean, musically, like, I mean, and, and that's the other thing is that, uh, there, there, I'm, I'm forgiving a lot of kind of lyrical stuff or kind of, um, uh, it, it fits as a piece because musically, this is one of the most, uh, I think, and you know, there's some reviews that kind of contend that the production is too kind of slick and too, too kind of contemporary poppy and some of the songwriting is, but I actually think as it comes together, like these parts, like not only bop like the kind of top 40, but they kind of bop and they bop in the way of kind of especially um the blue album but i think that for all of its kind of rougher edges um in songcraft and recording um uh pinkerton has this similar similar structure and this has a lot of these kinds of you know, guitar sound turns where it kind of hits in those, those higher ranges. You have the, the, the Beach Boys inflected, uh, vocal harmonies, right? That you have these things that, that really hit, uh, in these satisfying ways. And they're, and they're deployed kind of at the effective times, um, within songs and kind of, uh, as songs within these, the, the structure of the album, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So you, you definitely bop. I mean, that is like, let's again, talk about, let's talk about the sound. I think this is, I think this is, definitely the time the time for that because like when you gave me the kind of the supplemental homework of going to listen to the blue album i had already read the reviews of this that's that called it out for being overproduced or that that accused it i should say of being overproduced and uh 
it is definitely more produced. Uh, the vocals are messed around with a little more. There's a lot more kind of uh, processing than on the Blue Album. But there is a sensibility. There is like a poppy sensibility that the Blue Album has in spades. And this is a, this is an evolution, not a betrayal of the of the kind of the poppy sensibility of the Blue Album. Even down to some of the like the the falsetto vocal harmonies, right? The yeah. m- multi-tracking of the vocals. Um, I mean, and my God, the guy can write a hook, you know, right. he can right. write. Yeah. And that's not, I, you know, th- it, you think that's uh, you think that's an accomplishment to be shit on, right? Like go try to do it. You think it's so cheap, a, uh, so cheap an accomplishment. I please, uh, you know, attempt it yourself. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not, so it's not to me, it wasn't totally, it wasn't totally out of left field in that way. Right. No, absolutely. And, and I do think, I mean, just in thinking about like the, the, um, the ability to write hooks and the kind of use of vocal harmony. I mean, I mentioned this in passing, but I think it connects to something we were saying earlier about the California thing. I mean, I think that there was a way in which they, you know, thinking about the context of, of the blue album in, um, in, in what kind of the early nineties in 92, 93 era. Um, I mean, uh, or I guess it was 94 was when it came out. Um, uh, in, in kind of a post Nirvana landscape, you know, that this was the amount of kind of beach boysness that was here. Um, right. That, that there is like an element. I mean, I know we did this on our Smith's, um, on our, on our Smith's, uh, episode, uh, of, of kind of, uh, doing these kind of additive formulas for a band. And I think that like Weezer, um, and especially early Weezer, but I think Weezer in general, um, beach boys is, plus Nirvana, Divided by what? Uh, you know? Well, no, I, you know, I mean, there's a good, like, leaving aside the Nirvana piece, I mean, I think that I'd say Beach Boys plus Thin Lizzy plus um, the, uh, uh, the Pixies plus the Smiths actually is, uh-huh. is kind of where I put it. Um, and I think that Nirvana, you get the Nirvana in there because of the kind of mutual ancestor of the Pixies. Um, I mean, I think that there was some kind of pure influence, but the way that it sounded right that, um, and, and, you know, you definitely, I think by, by Pinkerton have a little more of that, um, that, that kind of, of Nirvana ish influence there, um, that, that the, 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 the rough edges are there rather than kind of sanded down, but you don't have a sense, right? Yeah, but the, it's, the, I mean, the, the, right. And I think the difference, I would characterize the difference by saying that, that, uh, Rivers Cuomo is Joyce and, and Kurt Cobain is Beckett, right? Like, oh, wow. You know, cause like River, Rivers Cuomo is like just a multiplication of reference and a, a very, um, active, imagination and like the 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 real art in a lot of nirvana is in pairing away is in kind of a poverty of language um you know i mean and and like kurt cobain like the 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 most famous kurt cobain lyric is probably hello 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 right and that's uh um yeah, that's kind of the the direction that they're going. So yeah, I mean they're right. Whereas one of one of Rivers' most famous lines is "Ooh, ooh, ooh I look just like Be- Buddy Holly." Oh, oh, and you're Mary Tyler Moore, <laughs> <laughs> right? As he as he dances with the Fonz. <laughs> um, the, to me, the the like the song that Brian Wilson could have written on this record was uh, "Girl, We Got a Good Thing." Right yeah. in that in the kind of the chuck 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 harmony uh, uh, rhythm in the harmony in the way like you know where this is heading uh huh yeah. like yeah. the you know all the things um, and then in the image like we're just a couple lovebirds happy to be singing I mean there you go there's an image right there you cash out the uh, uh, there you cash out the living like these actually like looking at this these are more. These are better lyrics, right? We got a we got a good thing, and I don't see this ending. Do you want to fly, birds? Do you want to flee, right? Fly and flee uh, are a sort of a slant rhyme, or like a kind of a uh, that that um, oh god, what is it? Uh, alliteration FL sound? Um, do you want to get away with me? Do you want to face the great unknown? Like that, you know, that's a good uh, that's a good chorus, and it's it's the the music is catchy, and like this this really could be a sort of a, a Brian Wilson kind of thing, right? 
Yeah, the other one that I mean, and, and I think it would be interesting to see the other one that at least sonically has some of that um, is also um, is the last track, uh, "Endless Bummer," mm-hmm. um, the, and, and that is, I think is even a more explicit kind of Beach Boys um, kind of nod. Um, but that's the and that that has the yeah. Um, it sounds I, like smile. It sounds like Pet Sounds or Smile. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, it definitely is there, and and that's and and it also sounds like. Um, the uh the the Weezer songs that the most that most sound like pet sounds or um or smile um like specifically from the blue album um uh, only in dreams right um kind of has that kind of vibe and that is one of these kinds of um beloved Weezer songs um and 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 so you you kind of get the Brian Wilson uh ness there um as well but yeah i think that that kind of the poppiness and the the power of poppiness i guess the other kind of plus in 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 our in the long weezer equation right that the other one that is there is is the cars right and and in part because rick okasic um uh, uh, was was the producer of of the blue album um and and that it just it makes it it's you know it, the importance is hard to understate right um in the landscape of of nirvana um and in in even seeing kind of where we were you know i mean we've not yet gotten to the 90s but we're kind of there, there's a gap between kind of um you know where where we are but that um you know things take a pretty hard turn away from the 80s um uh, uh by the you know by by 94 for sure a lot of um both what we had talked about in the kind of pop realm um had been was was very much not in vogue um and in the kind of pop metal and so that you know having the kind of thin lizzy or kind of other kinds of the other more um buddy butt rock uh uh in there the the guitar heroics uh etc along with the kind of poppy hookiness um um as as two key elements made that really stand out um in the early 90s right um and that uh and and it is i mean it's it's this interesting thing where you know as for me as i as i said earlier i came into this cuz i was watching the kind of you know i was watching uh, uh mtv and particularly focused on the kind of blocks of programming focused on alternative rock so for me it was all alternative rock really you were <laughs> um, like yo 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 bill bellamy mtv jams a little later, you know, a, a little later, I, 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 I mean, I definitely, um, no, I mean, I, I definitely, yeah, but I mean, this was a time it. when like Nine Inch Nails was on MTV, right? And oh, yeah, like, exactly. you yes. know, and yeah, and there was a, there was a sort of sense in which the culture, the dominant culture was actually embracing this slightly more, uh, you know, this slightly darker, slightly less poppy, um, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, you could draw, you can draw a line from New Order, The Cure, Depeche Mode to, uh, to Nine Inch Nails, right? It's not like there's no pop at all in the lineage, but, uh, still, it was, it was a lot more kind of sexy dangerous. It was a lot more, uh, threatening to parents, I think, right? Than, than, uh, um, I don't know, than even like, than even, that then uh, warrant or uh, right. you know like that that kind of thing, right? Right. So, but that this kind of um, you know Weezer drew on a lot of these less in vogue pieces um, of of the of of the you know of the well, let's say the the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and today, right? <laughs> Um, but it kind of stops at the nineties a little bit. Um, but that, uh, that, that I think that, and, and the influence of that on kind of later beach boy revivalists, I mean, it's interesting to kind of think about the counterfactual of, I mean, I, I imagine, you know, the, the animal collectives of the world would have found the beach boys without Weezer, but Weezer makes it easier to find that. Right. And, and, and it makes it also, you know, as especially Pinkerton, um, but the blue album as well as these kind of gateways to, to emo as well, um, are, are really uh, massively important that, that kind of, um, that kind of, and again, that, that's part of what happens in that, um, you know, what feels like a very long four years in which Weezer is gone, um, where they kind of miss the late nineties, um, and then reemerge. And again, I think what's happening, um, here is, is, 
is the the best kind of coming to terms with the with 90s Weezer that I've seen. Um, and for, as much as it is kind of you know written and produced by committee, they they for whatever reason have a committee that gets the earlier works, right? Um, it's a and, it's a historic Weezer preservation committee. Right, exactly. And there is a little bit, exactly. They recognize these um, as the national landmarks that they are, um, and uh, and and kind of uses this um, ability. You know, obviously, there's an audience for this. Um, I'd love to like know the demographic breakdowns of of um, of of who is buying to and listening to this album um, and where it is, because like there are people. You know, people who were into the, the crappy album with, uh, Beverly Hills on it. Um, you know, if, uh, I, I, uh, the make believe, uh, those people now, if you were a teenager when that came out, or even if you were the age, right? So when I got my first Weezer album when I was about 12 or 13, um, let me think about that. Yep. Yeah. I would have been 12, right? So people who were 12, when um when crappy Beverly Hills was out, um those people are twenty three now, <laughs> right? So so uh you know I I love to know whether this album is targeted towards the current twelve year olds um or to the twenty three year olds uh or to the thirty thirty four year olds uh or to or to Rivers' own um uh, uh, cohort, and not even whether it's targeted, but who who is actually receiving the Weezer transmission um, because it's, it kind of uh, is, it, it cuts across. Um, and and it, I'm just very curious about people of our kind of Weezer fans of our generation, um, which ones uh, have, you know, are, are, you know, willing to kind of, I mean, the, the interesting thing about the Weezer Preservation Society, well, it's not just a preservation society, right? Because the, the Preservation Society would, would burn everything else down and just leave, uh, and, and just leave Pinkerton in the Blue Album. So this is kind of an attempt to, um. It's like, uh, it's like Weezer historical reenactments. Yeah, it's kind of like that, or it's it's kind of. Um, I'm trying to think of what um, what what historical sites are like this, where you kind of have a a skeleton of the historical um, building, and then you build things that match. So it's it's restoration, right? It's it's not even just preservation, um, but it's it's a a um, they, these are these are it's Weezer restoration in the way that people kind of do this with uh, buildings or or paintings. It's like a it's like like a historic neighborhood or something with a yeah. very with a very strong homeowners association that can tell you what color uh, and what style your house has to be, right? Yeah, exactly, right. And so you can do reno- renovations, but it's only it will only work within a, a certain set of parameters. And I think that in some ways, you know, the again the the middle seven Weezer albums show why these standards are important uh, because <laughs> <laughs> because if you let that right, if you let people people will just put in McMansions if you don't uh yes. you know if you don't put put some limits on on what people will do because like you know everyone has good taste for everyone else but they want a uh you know i don't know they want an infinity pool right, right. Uh, <laughs> exactly so, yeah, so I guess for, I mean, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. in that in in that light, sort of returning uh, before we close to thank God for girls, uh, it's it's interesting to think about what what he's doing, right? Like that. This is a kind of a historical reenactment or a a sort of a reconstruction of a song in the style of a sort of over idealized, uh, whiny entitled. The adolescent young man, right? But that in some of the weird things with all the all the shoving of cannolis into mouths and things like this, there seems to be some playing around with the stereotype, right? Like some rejiggering of you know the norms around this that that make it hard to uh, that make it um, a little more uh, 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 subversive than right than than the manifest subject matter would suggest. Yeah, it's 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 a you know, it's like doing a war reenactment, but then also like, you know, it's like you're doing a war reenactment as a Confederate soldier. And then you're like, like loudly saying, man, this stuff's dumb, <laughs> like throughout. Right. Or or like not even that that unsubtle, but like it's kind of like you're both reenacting 
and um, kind of commenting at the same time. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh oh. There is the union. I guess we should go shoot them. <laughs> so we can protect our slaves. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's uh, let's call it for Weezer. Uh, but very curious to hear reactions to this record, what, uh, what you thought of it. Uh, you can get in touch with us. Uh, please tweet us uh, at TFT Podcast. Hop on the Facebook page, which is Theory for Turntables. Um, those are those are run by our social media manager Amanda and they contain not just uh, promotional links to our stuff but um, re- relevant background materials that you might find interesting and, and, and also articles, stuff we come across that kind of reflects the TFT sensibility so if you are a sort of new urbanist TFTer you will find our links to uh, you know um, eighth wave coffee shops uh, to uh, comings and goings in the world of of contemporary music uh, to you know articles about urbanism you'll find all those things interesting and uh, if you want want to have a longer form discussion uh, go on over to overthinking it uh, find this episode on the homepage click show notes and uh, we'll be down there in the comments talking about uh, talking about Weezer talking about the blue album Pinkerton the white album the long middle stretch that we don't really talk about uh and uh we we would love to hear what you thought of um what you thought of the white album there and and whether you think we're taking it too far or uh whether you share our um uh ryan's slightly more enthusiastic than mine uh my slightly more grudging uh acceptance of this this latest effort from rivers cuomo and weezer so uh we'll see you next week until then please keep it real